Welcome to the Hidden Wise 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about, with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Hey there, and welcome to this week's power segment. This is episode 912. And it is my interview with Gary Temple Bodley. So Gary is an author, speaker, and podcast host. He has four popular books and also two podcasts, Joshua Live and The Law of Attraction Roundtable. So you can guess what this conversation is about. Guys, we're talking about beliefs, in particular limiting beliefs, and how we can use the techniques that Gary suggests and the work that Gary does to overcome our limiting beliefs and live more closely aligned with our dreams, passions, and goals in life. So it's a cool conversation, guys. Hope you get something out of it and let me know what you think. As always, at thehiddenwhy.com, episode 912. Cheers. Gary, welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. Uh, good to have you here, mate. We're talking about beliefs today and you've got a bit of an interesting backstory. Got a number of different books that you've written. You've got a couple of podcasts as well, um, including Joshua. Um, what is it? The Joshua podcast or Joshua Law of Attraction? Yeah, it's Joshua Live and the Law of Attraction is one podcast, and the other um, one is the Law of Attraction Roundtable. That's right. So Joshua Live and the Law of Attraction. Now, your name isn't Joshua. It's Gary. Right. Talk to me about Joshua. Well, I'm a channel, and if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I wouldn't even know what a channel was. What is a channel? So a channel is someone who can bring forth information ideas, um, actually teachings from my perspective comes from a group of entities and this group of entities that are non-physical are known as Joshua. And this specifically known as Joshua to you or to, to everyone in this field of work? Well, the combination between this, this collective and me is known as Joshua. And so it's a very cooperative sort of conversation back and forth because it's flowed through my perception of reality, my belief system, what I'm interested in, my, you know, path of life and all the things that I've gone through. And so if this collective came through Esther Hicks, it would be Abraham. And mm. if it comes through someone else, it's known as something else. And it's it's the sort of the same information, but it's said in a unique way. Okay. So the name Joshua can be different for different people. It's yeah, it's really up to interpretation. Okay. Why Joshua? Well, this is the name they gave me. Oh, so okay. it all started in 2013. I started meditating for the first time in my life, and I was always resistant to meditation, but I had this strong desire, not uh, inspiration to start meditating. And then I would, I heard uh, 
Jerry Seinfeld meditated and all these other celebrities were meditating. So I said, well, let's give it a try. So I start meditating. And really quickly, I started to feel a presence on the side of my head. It was as if there was a hand underneath my skin caressing my jaw. And it would move around my skull on the right side the entire time I'm meditating. And so I thought this was really weird, but I thought maybe it's a side effect of meditation. And soon I started just to ask it questions because it really felt like a presence. I would get these answers back that were extraordinary, and it would come back very clear, but it sounded like me because it was my thoughts as well. So there wasn't some other outworldly voice coming through. It was coming through as me. So there's a lot of self-doubt in the beginning. So what sort of what one, sort of questioning yep. would you ask? Like, and, and what, how would the answers come to you? Is it just the, the thought process? Yeah. So I would ask a question like, you know, what is my purpose here in life? What is a, you know, what is keeping me back from attaining what I want? Why did I lose all my money in 2008? Stuff like that, you know. And okay. so there were higher level questions about existence and beliefs and, you know, being effective and what, what's my soul's purpose and things like that. And it was, you know, very general and basic in the beginning. And then as I realized what was happening, I was asking different kinds of questions. And then in November 13th, 2013, they said, well, in meditation, get up and go right, right, right. So I get up on my computer and I just close the door in my office and just start typing. And I typed 30 minutes and this three pages of stuff comes out that was completely unique. And I had never heard of heard anything like this before. And that was the introduction to the first book, which is called A Perception of Reality. Hmm. And then I did the same thing the next day and the next day, and in eight weeks, this 300-page book is done. And this book has laid the groundwork to a new understanding of physical reality based on stuff that we're missing, which is how the non-physical and how this universe is set up to allow us a platform for self-discovery. Okay, and how does this work in with our beliefs then? So we have a set of beliefs based on the programming that we all went through, through childhood and early adulthood to get where we are now. Yeah. That belief system is a set of limiting beliefs and beneficial beliefs or empowering beliefs. Mm-hmm. The limiting beliefs will are all self-imposed. So they'll limit us from doing something. Like if you're at a bar, you see a pretty girl, you say, I have the inspiration to talk to that person. The limiting belief says, do not go over there. You're going to get hurt or made fun of or ridiculed or whatever or rejected. Yeah. And and so that's just a limiting belief. It's not true. It's based in your idea of yourself, whether you're worthy or not, that sort of thing. And so fear pops up. And what's happening is that that limiting belief prevents you from doing what you're inspired to do. So if we want to become more effective in life, hmm. The key to this is to process and analyze that limiting belief. Is that belief true? Can we find evidence to prove that it's false? Can we dial down the intensity of that belief so that when we're inspired to do something, the fear that's associated with that limiting belief isn't too hard for us to push past? Hmm. Okay. And um, I guess we're surrounded by these limiting beliefs, um, uh, all the time, but uh, how does this intertwine with the law of attraction? Well, the law of attraction states that 
your, you emit a vibration, and it's a unique vibration. And within that vibration is your set of beliefs. Yeah. And so if you're here to discover your true power and to do these things you intended to do prior to your birth, you know, to discover who you authentically are, whilst your limiting beliefs are holding you apart from that big, bold, exciting, interesting life that you were destined to live. And we don't really process these beliefs. We just sort of accept them. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. This is how things work, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And so if you don't process these limiting beliefs, what they do is they grow stronger. There's momentum behind them. And so you could see, you know, maybe look at my father. We were born in, in South Africa. When my father's 25 years old, he packs up the family and moves to Canada and then becomes a Canadian citizen, and then we moved to San Diego. So here's a guy in the 60s who is 25 years old. He saves up enough money to take a boat to England, a boat to Nova Scotia, cross-continent train trip to Vancouver without any job or any idea of what he's going to do. Hmm. He's He has this belief that he needs to see the world and do this thing. Yeah. Fast forward to now, he lives alone in his apartment, in his condo, and he doesn't have any friends, and you know he lives a very small life. Why is that? Because these limiting beliefs have grown stronger and stronger over time. And he is withdrawing from life in order to avoid negative emotion that occurs when you do something new or outside the box. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because every time we try and, and, and go beyond our sort of comfort zone, I suppose, that's when the limiting beliefs will really start to kick in, where if we just stay where we are, we're going to avoid that that um, that limiting belief or that challenge or that negativity or whatever it might be, the fear. Yeah. So whenever you have inspiration to do anything, fear's always going to pop up. Yeah. And the fear could be something like you're going to fail and everyone's going to you know, ridicule you or you'll be wasting your time. So when you started your podcast, that was an inspired idea and you must have felt some sort of trepidation going into it. What's this going to be? Who's going to listen to it? That sort of thing. Am I wasting my time? Mm. But you push past this fear and look at you now. It's, you're nearly a thousand episodes. You've got this amazing thing. You're talking to cool people all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, and I, I suppose those limiting beliefs keep going. But yeah, that it certainly was was some obstacles um, to getting started with that. What is the, yeah. the link between your fear and your limiting belief? Or are they connected Yes. So what happens is when you have this inspiration to do something, hmm. the limiting belief shows itself. And it shows itself Before by, the fear? Or is the fear it shows itself comes from the well, limiting the fear, belief? Yeah, the fear is activated from the limiting belief. Right. So without the limiting belief, you could not feel fear. It would, be, it would not be possible. Right. Okay. So we're in the middle of coronavirus right now, and you may be in total fear of getting this virus, hmm. or you may be in no fear of it at all. And it all has to do with your belief system. Yeah. Yep. I just did a podcast with Adam and Josh Biggleson, and they are proponents of the terrain theory, which says that the virus is not an outside thing that infects you and causes you to be sick. It's the terrain, which is your body, your emotional state of being, and your environment in which you live, which 
presents opportunities for a virus to come in. If the terrain is pristine, meaning your emotional state of being is healthy, your body's healthy, and your environment's clean, the, you could be surrounded by sick people and never get it. Yes. And so from their perspective, from their belief system, they have absolutely no fear whatsoever of con contracting this disease. Yeah. And that's based on their belief system, right? Hmm. Now, is that good? Is that bad? It's it's you know subjective to the individual who's going through it. But when it comes to living the life of our dreams and doing things outside of our comfort zone, we have to get really good at analyzing fear. So the fear is either rational, where you could get killed and die, you can fall off a cliff or a bit eaten by a lion, or it's irrational, the subject of your fear can't kill you. Right? Yeah, yeah. Talking to the girls, starting a podcast, that sort of thing. So if we get really good at pushing past fear, well, then we're going to be doing more and more amazing things. Yeah. And it all starts with the limiting belief. So the whole key here is to not eliminate the limiting belief because that's not possible in an attractive universe. Once you attract something, it's with you always. But we can dial down the intensity of it by processing these beliefs and proving to ourselves through finding evidence in our own lives and the lives of others that this is just not true. Hmm. Okay. So on a individual daily basis, how do we start to tackle um, these limiting beliefs? I guess first by identifying them and Exactly right. First, by realizing that simply we have a belief system, and that belief system has been applied to us through our life experience so far. And really, you know, if I always say, if we could like take a video of our lives when we're eight years old and watch it from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed, we we are constantly controlled by our parents, teachers, peers, government, society every minute of that day. Yeah. Now, times that by 20 years, and there's a lot of programming in there. So these beliefs are entrenched. Hmm. And we, so most people don't even contemplate that these beliefs are anything other than true things. You know, that's just a fact. And the, case, the truth is that it's not true or false, it's either empowering or limiting. So if we can adjust our belief system so it becomes more empowering and less limiting, we'll be able to deal with fear as it comes up, and then move towards that which we prefer, that which we're drawn to, which are our interests and our passions in life. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's where it really starts before we, because if you live in a normal life, you're probably not even thinking about your limiting beliefs or your fears. You're just going through your daily routines and, and regular rituals, whereas if you're connected with your dreams and your passions and, and your goals and really want to strive towards them, that's when you're really going to start to see your, your beliefs, uh, your limiting beliefs come to come to light. Yeah, look at Elon Musk, for instance. So Elon Musk makes a lot of money in PayPal, and he has the belief system that allows him to say, if I can do that, I can do anything. So what am I interested in? How about electric cars? And so he goes off on this, and he does not care if he loses every dime that he has. And in fact, he came within you know, losing it all a couple times there, and he's like, I'm not attached to what this money means to me, what this status means to me. My belief is that that I can fail and I'm still valid and worthy and good. I don't need other people's opinions to define me. I'm just going to do what I'm interested in doing. 
Well, that's a rare thing, but it could be true of all of us. Do you think if he we, actually if thinks like that, Bob? Do you think he actually thinks like that, or is he just dispositioned to, to move forward like that? Well, certainly he's on that spectrum where fear is not you know, defining his life the way it is the rest of us. And so he has a different relationship with fear. Yeah. Um, but his upbringing and beliefs there, and, you know, well, like you said, you know, upbringing beliefs would have been evolved yeah. and then he did PayPal and that would have helped, you know, reinforce, you know, the empowering beliefs of what he, what is possible. Yeah. But, he was yeah. probably one of those people who was like every step of the way he was told how smart he was. I'm just wondering how, how much of a conscious process it is as far as, okay, look, I, I can do this. That's not a problem. I don't care if I, you know, fail and get broke and, and, um, you know, that doesn't represent who I am. Is that, really that conscious or is it more sort of behind the scenes subconscious yeah well i would say that his programming was different than ours yeah. because he's just a smart guy and and so he had a sense of confidence in that that he believed he could do anything and this is true of australians and americans canadians we have a different sense of what's possible hmm. uh south africans as well he's south african like i am and so we sort of have this more of a positive anything can be done outlook on life where if you're in maybe Romania, you don't have that same point of view. So that was part of his beneficial belief system that it enabled him to see what is possible and to believe that he could achieve it. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how conscious he was on it. I think it was a lot to just his lot in life and his intellect and maybe his parents and teachers at the time supporting him and letting this confidence flourish. I suppose with the individuals you, you teach or the, the books you write about, is it is it about bringing this to a higher conscious sort of level? Well, absolutely. You know, yeah. imagine that the perspective of, of the average person is that they live in a malevolent environment where they need to protect themselves at all costs from dangers outside there. And the truth is that we are the creators of our reality and that our reality is a reflection of our vibration, which includes our set of beliefs. You start to look at things in a different, from a higher perspective, and you can mitigate the fear that way as well. But when you're consciously aware of, well, why do I feel fear? Why am I feeling negative emotion? Why am I upset with this and that and the other thing? And if you start to reframe it is in a way that, no, no, it's all fine. It's all right. What do I personally prefer? What am I, you know, can I see my own worthiness? Am I allowed to do these things that I'm inspired to do? Yeah. And if you have a belief system that says, no, you can't do that. That's bad. I uh, used to play poker professionally, and there was a guy who was an avid poker player there, and whenever his wife called, he had to run to another room and talk to her on the phone because he couldn't let her know that he was playing poker. Because in that circle of this Christian family, that was frowned upon, right? Yeah. Well, if you have that belief system that this is a bad thing, then you can't pursue your passion, whatever that is. Hmm. Yeah. So what... How do we get, like, is it just a matter of going, okay, well, this is what I want to do, and then getting that, I guess you have to be a little bit, a little bit more mindful and conscious of, of how you're feeling and what fears are present so you can then dissect them and, and figure a way forward. Yeah, it's not an easy process. This takes a little while. And Is there a practice that you recommend to, to sort of help get you there? I would say that the 
best way for anyone to start is to start meditating 15 minutes a day, every single day, and get into that practice. And what that allows you to do is notice those thoughts that are coming to you. Now, I say thoughts are coming to you because they're not created in your mind. You're attracting thoughts. Thoughts are non-physical. They are vibrations based on what your vibration is emitting. So you're attracting thoughts. If you're attracting a lot of negative thoughts from your perspective, you're in a fear-based mode. You're you're yeah. in that that's kind of victim mentality that you perceive there's dangers outside that could affect your life. Yeah. Um, and so the first step is to identify these thoughts. Where are they coming from? Well, they're coming from, you know, fear. Yeah. Are they true? Are they not? Or are they simply just, they're just resistant? Then if you can keep meditating, you also receive a whole lot of inspiring ideas, inspiring thoughts. And those things will always feel good. They'll always feel, you know, based in love. That's the key here. So there's two approaches to life. One is the approach of fear and control. And the other approach is the approach of love and acceptance. And love and acceptance are synonymous when you love your neighbor. What you're really doing is you're accepting them. You're not in fear of them. And you yeah. you are saying that that neighbor cannot affect my reality, right? Um, and then so in this acceptance of yourself, of all others, and of the conditions that you find yourself in right now, saying, well, this is everything I need to explore what I'm exploring, Let's change that exploration, say, from lack and limitation to abundance and freedom. Well, that's mm. the first step. And in acknowledging that what you fear is not simply wrong, it's based in this limiting belief. So you might yes. say, you know, here we are in a time where we're locked down in our houses and we can't do the things we want to do. And we have to shut down our business and quit our jobs and that sort of thing, that the government is at fault. And you may be, you know, in anger of the government. And a lot of people are. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah. another perspective is to say, hey, we all get time to take a break, take a pause from our normal distractions of life and to yeah. consider what's really important, how we're feeling, the health of our body, the strength of our relationships, and those things that we're interested in. Yeah, and I think that's that's perfectly said. It's a great opportunity to... to Learn things differently and look at the opportunities rather than the uh, the obstacles or the um, the disruption, I suppose. Yeah. And here's a really good way to look at a belief. A limiting belief is only limiting because there's not enough information. And if you yeah. had all the information, then it wouldn't be a limiting belief. So Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So you can say, yeah. like, your first time you broke up with a girlfriend in high school. And mm. you're like, oh, my God, that's devastating. I wish that didn't happen. You feel so bad. You, and that's because you don't know how things are going to turn out. You may have said, I'll never find another one like that. This is the one for me. I'm, you know, she broke up with me because I'm no good, whatever it is. Well, 10 years later, now maybe you're married and you have children and you realize, you know, that was just the stepping stone from where I was now. I needed that experience to get to here. Thank God for that experience. But I would not want to be in a relationship with that person because I was not evolved to where I am now and and in this wonderful relationship that I am now. So you look back on that and you no yeah. longer feel negative emotion because the limiting belief is not there. Yeah, you've, you've, you've practiced it out of you, I suppose. 
right. I always use the um, I, I, uh, the the example of, of public speaking, and, and I have quite a fear of, of speaking. Most people do. Um, and particularly in this case, I, I went to Toastmasters and um, you know did my first talk and second talk, and, and slowly and surely. I got better at getting up there, and, and less fear came up. It still came up, but it was it was definitely less, yeah. Um, because that limiting belief was that hey, you've done this before, the information was there, it's not so you know all that sort of stuff. So it's very true. By the taking action and, and practicing things, you develop more information that helps those beliefs. Um, but even by reading and listening and you know podcasts etc. can help dissolve those limiting beliefs too. Absolutely, and the interesting thing is. Uh, those people that you're listening to that mm. you may have, say, a belief system, like, for instance, channeling. When I was coming out as a channel six and a half years ago, it was like, this is super weird. I can't tell anyone about it. I was didn't even you know tell my family for a couple of years after I've written two or three books. And this thing yeah. had gotten pretty big. You know, it's sort of like. Well, why do you think it's weird? Well, because it's new and it's challenging the beliefs that you have. But if you can open those beliefs, then you allow an information that you couldn't receive otherwise. Hmm. Yeah. And that leads you along this path, you know, to discover more and more and more and to live a bigger, bolder, more fun life. What did your meditation routine look like daily? Uh, Abraham Hicks. Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham, they have four 15-minute guided meditations. Since then, Joshua has created 10 15-minute guided meditations. And so it's simply putting on your headphones and playing the meditation and just relaxing, not without any attachment to an outcome, not trying to do anything, simply for the pleasure of reflection. Okay, so you'll just listen to those meditations um, what in the morning is that sort of part of your routine? Exactly. I think the first thing yeah. in the morning when you wake up, go to the bathroom, you know, have a cup of coffee or something, and then get back in bed, and that's when I do it, and it seems to set me on the right trajectory for the rest of the day. Yeah, gotcha. Nice. And so people can listen into your work and obviously mm-hmm. read your books. You've got four books there now, plus two podcasts. I'll stick the links in the show notes. Is there a best way they can reach this? Is there a platform? Their website? Yeah, the website is theteachingsofjoshua.com. And yeah. uh, if you want to co- contact me via the website, I have a free seven-day course that will radically increase your vibration by processing limiting beliefs. And this is the form we use. We have a boot camp that people go through. This is the same form. It's three pages long, and there's a whole process to doing it. Uh, most people when they incorporate that seven-day practice plus meditation every day of that practice, they mm. see what the benefits of this, you know, reassessing your beliefs, what it can lead to. Yeah, nice. No, okay. Yeah. Um, so I'll stick the link in the show notes there and people can jump on that and the course is, is there as well then. Yeah, they'll just have to message me in, they'll just contact oh, okay. me in the, and, then I'll, and then just mention the seven-day course and I'll send it to them. No, easy, easy. All right, mate. Well, thank you for coming on, Gary. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Awesome, Lee. Thank you for having me. It's been great to be Stay here. Stay safe. You too. Yeah, guys, check it out, thehiddenwhy.com, and uh, all the show notes, etc. will be there for Gary Bodley. And uh, this is The Hidden Why Podcast. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life. 
a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwhy.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in The Hidden Why, click the Ratings and Reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Arnoldsey. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.